You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves, delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us, and we should treat them the same way, with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth, or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. I was in Colorado, and I met this guy named Stevie. Mm-hmm. And he's running across America the opposite way, right? And we cross. It's a beautiful day. And he actually, I mean, God, God bless Stevie, but he turned around and walked the wrong way to talk with me all day. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have done I love Stevie, but, right. bro, I'm not going east, bro. Keep Sorry, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> guys like grilling out in the evening doing any fresh veggies or did you have a did yeah. you have like a certain caloric intake yeah a, a stupid one um, really yeah i was wearing this thing this whoop thing at the beginning i lost the battery for it halfway through but it would basically tell me my output caloric output so we're just trying to match it at the beginning it was like it was spitting out crazy you know like eight thousand ten thousand but um Damn, I think it's like NASA kind of. <laughs> I think as I as I walked more, my I started to get more used to it, and I was eating a little less. But yeah, just eating a lot of food, man. And uh, man, you had to stop and shit a lot too because you're eating so much. Yeah, yeah. I guess you got a I, lot of shit like, in your body. That was the worst part. Not the worst part, but it's just I would, a lot of times be like just pooping on the side of her. I'm like, man, I want to keep walking, but it's like fuck. I hate that. I gotta stop again. You know? I can't poop if I see broken glass near me. You know. So I think some of that kind of outdoor kind of stuff, I, I don't have as much strength when it comes to that. Why broken glass? Oh, it makes me nervous, dude. Why not? You know what I'm saying, bro? I'm not letting my asshole open up if there's broken glass nearby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm no Roman warrior, but I know that, you know? Um, Mike, thanks for being here today, man. Uh yeah, so you have, and you have two of your buddies that are here today, too. I just want you, I, I want to acknowledge them. I want to acknowledge them, too. Yeah, man. Will you let us know, uh, just let the listeners know who they are in case they hear some. Yeah, my, my buddy Julian's here, who was one of my walk managers. Basically, I walk supported, mm-hmm. uh, which means that um, I wasn't backpacking. As I walked, uh, we had a support vehicle that Julian drove, and uh, he basically sorted out a lot of navigation and and the food basically all I had to do was the miles wow. and I didn't have to carry everything on my back and I always try to uh, make that clear because there are people out there right now and every year who who do it unsupported um is there beef is there a lot of street beef between people no who have- mostly everyone's very uh 
very supportive of each other. Every once in a while, I got a little bit, I think, you know, just because I was more, you know, I was more of a public figure when I started. So I think a few people kind of get their, their feathers ruffled, but that's like 1%. Most of the people are just really supportive of yeah. each other. And uh, so Julian, he would take turns. There was another guy, Colin, basically. Julian would go home for a few months, and Colin would come. They'd switch on and off. Wow. That's and amazing then, to have that much support. We were talking about it when you were in the restroom, but just to have that much, like, yeah, to have somebody that's just so patient to be there. They use the best, man. He never really got flustered or nothing. Just <laughs> Would you get pretty flustered? And I'm like, would it be the end of a day? And you're like, fuck. Yeah, sometimes. You're just tired at the end of the day. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm like... I go up and down, you know. I go up and down for sure sometimes. You know, I'm like bouncing off the walls. I'd be a very goofy guy. Yeah. Other times it's like a dog in me too, you know. That's like the sports guy. Like, let's fucking get it. And it's, I'm not fucking around. Yeah. That guy comes out. And so, and then it's everything in between. And that's like, I might touch both of those two, three times in the, during the day. Yeah. I noticed you said like, yeah, you take in the calories and... Um, and you would start to learn, okay, I have this input and this output, you know, that's, you were kind of monitoring in the beginning. Did you start to feel like a, like a machine? I mean, at the total, you went 2,800 miles in the beginning. Did you feel more like a human? And by the end, did you feel like more like a machine or did your humanity kind of grow? I know that's kind of a big question, but it just had me kind of thinking about that. No, it was more the second one. Uh, it just became my normal life. You know, it's just what we do. Uh, wake up 5 a.m. and uh, excuse me, wake up 4 a.m. We walk at at five. And uh, were you guys doing for a pre pre walk before the walk or any like jog or anything before to like get heated up? Or uh, the first thing I do at four is I meditate for 20 30 minutes, and then um, Julian, you have like a little fruit out. You know, I have Julian, a couple, 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 couple bananas and some peanut butter. Gang, throw bro. that throw that down the hole and. And then I that Filipino Thanksgiving right there, bro. <laughs> oh my you feel God, me? Dude, oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, we have a lot of Filipino listeners too, man. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, and I just stretch out a little bit, and then I just try to get out the door as soon as possible. Uh, and that, that's really because uh, it's, it's seasonal. You know, walking in the summer, you know, you gotta get those miles in before you know it's three p.m. and it's ninety-five with. 95% humidity you want to you want to already have 20 done then you don't want to be on mile eight then you know yeah wow so were there some days where you started late and you're like man you got in a jam like was that something you kind of learned early like how to yeah the learning curve must have been pretty pretty steep huh yeah I figured it out you know it just just worked best for me I think there's other guys I talked to that are either running or walking across and uh they have more loosey-goosey thing where they would um and I don't use that in a bad way. They're just able to wake up and kind of do what they felt like doing that day. But I don't really work that way. Um, I got to wake up the same time every day. We got a, a rule on the walk, no snooze button. Damn. You know, no snooze button. Uh, no snooze nation, it was, it's bro. A, that's a, crazy. Yeah, as a, a P. Diddy quote. Yeah. He says, two types of people in the world, those that hit the snooze and those that don't. And then there's this. There's David Goggins' quote I love about, he said, you don't hit the snooze button because if you do, you wake up already failing. Damn. And uh, that's just that's just real. So that thing would go off, you know, four in the morning, and I never wanted to wake up and walk 
zero days that I go, oh, yes, 4 a.m., let's get none. (laughs) But the big part of me, you know, the big part of me that I actually wanted to to accomplish this goal, you know, got got my ass out of bed every day. And uh, I thought, you know, when when I set out in this walk, I was going to have kind of like a a hippy-dippy, free-flowing walk across America. I meet meet somebody and I stay there in their town four or five days, mm-hmm. catch the vibe. But I start this thing, you know, and at the <laughs> beginning, I couldn't walk as many miles as I could at the end, obviously. So the first day I only walked eight miles, you know, on the second day, I think I got 10 or something like that. Yeah, and eight so I, miles, yeah. I start doing the math and the whole thing, you know, the whole, the whole like scheduling navigational part is really based around the mountain ranges. You don't want to be in the Rocky Mountains in winter. Right. You're fucked. Yeah. So I'm starting to do the math. Yeah, you're going to write like, one of those books where you die at the end. Like, those, <laughs> what's that boy? You well, somebody Christ- else is going to write that yeah, book. Chris <laughs> McCandless or whatever, dude. I don't know who you're he talking about. He ate some about. bad berries or something or fruit at the oh, end. Oh, you're talking about the Incident of Wild. Yeah. yeah. So at least you got Julian covering your fruit, you know what I'm saying, tasting <laughs> your fruit for you first in the morning. <laughs> and if he's still alive if at 6.15, you're like, well, let's fucking rock, bro. <laughs> Cause that boy died at some bad berries or something, but that's right. That's qu- right. Question: So I don't forget. Yeah. Do, did you have a music that was on your alarm every day that you would wake up to? Was it just a? No, it's just my watch. Oh, just your watch. Yeah. Okay, it's just a watch alarm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just a bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, when I first started the walk, um, because I was removed from uh, basically all my friends and family, uh, I noticed I was actually on my phone more. You know, I always thought like I'll be out in nature, and then here, lo and behold, I'm out walking across America, walking across New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and I'm on my phone like all the time. Like I'm taking pictures of every fucking flower and put them on Instagram, all this shit, and I realized like a, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks in or a month in, like what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, like you could play on your phone anywhere, man. You're missing. Yeah, it started to cut back. Even if we look at your chart, like on the post, I mean, we have your, um, you know, uh, MikePosner.com, and it's it shows your your walk across and the path that you took. Yeah. It shows where you had social media posts, and there's a lot in the beginning, and then the second half, it's a, an eighth as much, it looks like. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, something happened in there where you're like, oh, man, I'm... Well, I started off, yeah, just realizing I was fucking missing it. I was on it too much, and then... uh um, I was in Colorado and I met this guy named Stevie mm-hmm. and he's running across America the opposite way, right? And we cross. It's a beautiful day. And he actually, I mean, God, God bless Stevie, but he turned around and walked the wrong way to talk with me all day. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have done I love Stevie, but right. bro, I'm not going east, bro. Keep <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Yeah, bro. So have you East Stevie? So oh, he walked. He that's walked, East Stevie, dude. We ain't messing with that guy, so bro. He walked. He walked. We had my a guy way. like that growing up, dude. His boy yeah. named Shane, Shocker, and he would only dude. go one direction. Yeah, yeah. That was his which own way, thing. huh? Which direction? It was kind of like that. But uh, <laughs> every time you saw him, dude, he was coming at an angle, and he walked shoulder first, like he was a shark. <laughs> Dude was baffling, bro. But you would see him. You'd just be hanging out around town, and you'd fucking see Shane go by, bro. <laughs> fucking One Direction, Shane's shoulder first, dude. dude. Out of control. You know? Yeah, just looking for. I don't know what he was looking for, dude. Pirate ships. I don't know what he was looking for. A fucking hot current. 
That dude was like, he, it was almost like he was caught in an air current just fucking cruising the world. But uh, I don't know what happened to him. Something I think something probably happened to him. <laughs> he left school once, never came oh, home. He just shoulder first, boy. You know what I'm saying? That human shark, bro. He's just moving. <laughs> Um, was it hard to start to separate yourself from from social media i mean because there's there's this must be weeks where you don't do a post where you don't have a social media post i I actually don't know if that's exactly what the fuck those stars mean i don't i'm not sure but no i would But it definitely became less like you're saying i would uh I stopped using my phone when I was walking. So anyway, I met Stevie. Here's the thing. I met Stevie Mm -hmm. and this guy, Blue. At the time, I'm walking, supported, 24 miles a day. And he is running, unsupported, 30 to 40 miles per day. And not only that, he looks at me and he goes, yeah, man, I I didn't bring headphones on purpose because I wanted to to face all my demons and just be there. And so basically the, the two days after I met him, I got bit by a rattlesnake, and I thought it wasn't a big deal. I thought I was going to get the anti-venom, and I'd be back walking the next day. Turns out it was a bigger deal, and I thought I was in the ICU. I'm in the hospital five days. It takes me three weeks to get back. I, I start up at my spot that I got bit at. Did you walk out to the same exact spot? Same exact spot. Julian took me there, man. Dang. I was scared. I was scared. Yeah, what was that like, having to commit? was What happened during that three weeks that was, I mean, I definitely went back and saw some posts and stuff, but... What was um was I saw one post you were talking about how comfortable it was almost to be back in like especially a hospital like I love surgery I love things where they're taking care of you and somebody's mm-hmm. coming in and you know it's lunchtime it's Valium it's Thursday <laughs> it's you Valium know? just whatever dude you know it's like you it's just so much care for you in like a in in, in a medical environment you know there's the nurses there's just yeah. constant care and it feels yeah. good um, and I saw you uh, talk about where yeah, it was like almost hard to let some of that, you know, it was like you were back into this real For comfortable sure. place. For sure, the real small part of me, you know, you got to understand at the time I got bit by that snake. I'm walking pretty much eight hours a day, completely alone, oh. sweating it out. You know, it's early August. And shit was fucking hard, man. I, was, I couldn't really sleep because it was so hot. And so, and my feet felt like they were fucking broken. You know, I'd wake up in the morning, stand up. Oh. And... It just felt terrible. Like, I could barely stand up some days. Was it the and, muscles, uh, the bone? Are you getting worn down? Like, are uh, they blistered? It, it, it turns out, it has blisters too, but it turns out it was just the muscles. They were just sore in a way I'd never even fucking wrap my head around. But yeah. but at the time, I thought they were broken. I thought I was going to finish, and I'd go to the doctor and be like, he's going to be like, dude, we got to fix your feet, you know? But it was really, I was kind of a bitch, and... I just hadn't felt that kind of soreness and pain yet. And um, basically, yeah, I, I went to the hospital and people always say, man, was that the hardest day or walk? It's like, no, nah, I wasn't even close, man, because they got me there. And you're right. I was now out of the heat. I'm in air conditioning. I'm now, I'm not alone anymore. I got actually female nurses around you yeah. know and like doctors you know just making sure i'm cool and you know you want something to eat you just hit a buzzer they oh, bring yeah. the shit into that you salisbury and- steak bro you <laughs> feel me dude and god man and, uh, and meanwhile pie. you know like online they're they're this outpouring of sympathy and support oh it's and, a way out even if you want it 
Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah you dude, know, you're like, and, damn, I couldn't have hired a snake to come out. <laughs> no. Julian's been training the snake for two months in the van, <laughs> and finally he lets that bastard dude, out. Dude, so, so uh, the, you know, the, the, the weak part of me, the little me, he wants to stay there. Wow. He wants to stay getting all that attention, that nice food, that air conditioning, nice bed. I don't have to get up at 4 a.m. <sighs> all that feels good, and and... It's very easy. I, I felt it even in myself a little bit falling into kind of trying to milk it. And you stay you're staying in that spot and that's that's what playing a victim is. Yeah. You know, you're you're actually creating suffering or making up suffering that's not really there mm. in order to get attention, basically, to get sympathy, to have an excuse. And I had to just have a talk with myself. You know, the big me had to talk to the little me mm. and say, Look, you're you're getting better motherfucker you need to go finish what you started and um you know the good thing is when i started this you do something like this and really you do anything worthwhile in life the shit's gonna be hard as you know to get where you're sitting right now it wasn't easy yeah you know had to work a lot yeah how much how many times you had to fail and stuff to be have, have what you got now a bajillion a lot yeah and so Thing is, you have to have a no matter what clause in any contract mm. you you got with yourself. Well, I think it's just interesting you're able to have that conversation with yourself. You know, I've heard you say it a couple of times, the little me, and uh, that's right. And we struggle with that. I struggle with that kind of stuff a lot. You know, like the first part of me not wanting to be, not being strong enough, not wanting to, you know, not being brave enough, or not um, thinking that I can, or wanting to take the easy way out mm. you know um and and then of to 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 try and get this bigger picture um you know and just tools to say look you know like uh you know you you know um you got to move you know you got to get going like you got to there's this there's this this little speed bump in the beginning and if you can get over that then it's really it's a lot different it's that bigger picture yeah. you know but that little speed bump is so powerful a lot of times man yeah so for you to see on. that you can have this bigger you that's talking to this little you um yeah man i can i can just totally relate to that you know yeah and a lot of times you know to be more accurate i didn't i didn't really have to talk to myself in that moment because when i started i had decided i was gonna walk across america yeah who anybody can say that shit but and that's what i would say publicly but what i would say to myself is I'm going to walk across America no matter what. Mm. No matter what. So what's that mean? I have I played this shit out in my head. If I break my leg out here, I'm going to let that mother heal and I'm going to go to the spot where I broke my leg and I'm going to finish. I already I had already digitalized that, you know. I had already decided that. So when this snake thing happened, I didn't have to have a conversation with myself. I have to decide, you know, Hey, I'm gonna go back. I knew right. I'm going back, you know, and um, and it helps. You know, I had a lot of support too. My homie Chad is here too. You know, sometimes I would call him, uh, be like, "Dude, my feet feel awful," <laughs> and he'd be like, "He go, yeah, motherfucker, they're supposed to, you know, yeah. remember." 
You're walking across America. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> that's what you signed up for. And so you start reorient yourself. Yeah, you, like, ain't, these, you ain't at the Foot Locker, bro. Your dude, shit is supposed these, to feel pretty uh, uh, unkempt. These, these, unkempt, dude. These, that's the wrong adjective, dude. Is it? Unkempt, it sounds like my, my toenails are long and, my, and I got fucking hairy feet or some fungus, dude. Bro, I don't know what adjectives are, so. Unkempt, bro. Dude, no, it's like you start to, you start to reorient yourself around this hardship. Because most of my life, basically my whole life, 30 years before I went on this walk, it was oriented around making it more comfortable mm. and uh, just like a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's like, hey, you know, maybe if I play this game a little better, I'll get a little, I'll move from this neighborhood in West Hollywood to this neighborhood in the fucking Hollywood Hills and, and instead of this I'll date this person and then I'll feel better. And I'll sort of zoom out on my life and realize I'm just, I'm playing in a fucking sandbox right now. Yeah. And I'm going, hey, that that toy that he has over there looks nice. Let me try it. Let me try that one out. You know, oh, that toy is cool. Let me try this toy out. And I was just wasting my life. And, uh, I was doing quote what I was supposed to do. Right. I was finishing my albums, and I and don't get me wrong, I love all my 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 music. It's my heart, mm-hmm. but uh, my life was sort of designed by a twenty one year old me trying to break into L A. become famous, and I'm thirty one and I'm living the same fucking lifestyle. Right. And so there's this there's this uh, incongruency between who I am now. Mm-hmm. And the life I'm living, and the yeah, and the channel that you're kind of still yeah. like kind of wandering, and it's in. nobody's fault but me. Mm. It's nobody's fault but mine, and there is no one that's going to bring those two things into congruency but me. Right. I'll call my manager. He's going to tell me go back on tour. I love my manager. Right, that's but his, that's his job. That's his job. He's going to say, "You finished the album. We got support down. Going tour. You finished the tour. Let's get another album." Right. You know? And he never said those words. Now, right, but guy, no, but, but that's their you know job, and that's, the, that's that's what they're supposed to do. Correct, yeah. and that's what I was supposed to do. Right, but I sort of slowly realized I'm I'm living someone else's life, life, you know. And that fucking that thing fucking sneaks up on your ass, man. Man, it's so funny. It to sneaks say that. up on you. It's not it's it's not some like come to God moment or anything. It's like you just it just you slowly realize, man. What I really want to do is this walk, and I'm not doing it. I put it off for five years. Wow! Because something always came up. I had an excuse each year, and you got you got to start the thing in spring mm. for what we talked about. Oh, you know, right. So yeah, the Rocky. So every spring, I, something would come up, and you know, then I then I go out on the walk. Right. Step one: take one step. So I do it. I'm out there, and as I'm going, I meet a lot of people, and nice people, good people, and they come up to me and they say, hey, you know, what you're doing is very inspiring. I say, thank you. And they say, you know, i really like to do something like that one day. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't have enough time, or I don't have enough money, or I'm too old, or... I'm too young. 
I heard all like, the. I heard, young, that's insane, bro. bro you gotta. You walking these through kids. a middle school, then, I bro. You gotta walk around. <laughs> no, <in> dude. <laughs> I meet these no, like you know they be. Yeah. I know. I mean, but they be college kids. No, one hundred percent. And yeah, they I'm think too, yeah, they I can still do it feel, later. They feel so much pressure to go get a go get a good job and be right. successful right. right away. I'm telling you, I meet an 18 and tell me, yeah, man, I'm just too young. Yeah. This shit happened in real life. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's not about walking across America. Fuck that. That's my, that was my dream. Right. But whatever that thing is for you, you know, 95% of the people listening to this, 95% of the people I meet, they got a thing like that. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a drop everything, quit my job. It doesn't have to be that. It's just a thing that you know you want to do you are called to do and you have an excuse why you're not fucking doing it right now you don't have an excuse you have a reason i don't have enough time i don't have enough money whatever it is you have an excuse wearing you, a reason as a cape that's really. what it is and that's my contention to to your listeners whatever that thing is whether it's starting a business whether it's hitting the gym i don't give a fuck what it is and don't don't copy my dream right fuck you man that's my dream yeah Whatever your thing is, and your ex- your reason for not doing it, that's exactly right what you said. Really look at it, look in the mirror. That reason, I can almost guarantee you, is a fucking excuse. Yeah. And it's, it's just your cop-out for not living your life or taking the easy way out. And, uh, hey, man, we're going to die. You know, it's like a few years ago, my dad died, and my... uh my collaborator, Avicii, he died. Uh, some of my peer guys do shows with Mac Miller, he died. In February, one of my friends I grew up with, Ronnie, died. And it's like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm living healthy. Hopefully, hopefully, it's no time soon, but you're going to die one day, too. Yeah. And uh, you could either live your life before that happens or not. It's up yeah. to you, man. Yeah, it's uh, was did did some of that that death that came in your life is that do you feel like that was kind of some of the stuff that that really threw the gas on you know you said it had been a few years where you kind of you know something had come up around the springtime mm-hmm. and um, what was it you think that was that last thing was it that you'd already told so many people you were gonna do this walk like how did that all kind of where it's like okay I gotta yeah I gotta a, take this step it was a couple things really uh, one was Avicii when he died um, I sound weird to say this but there's something beautiful about death mm-hmm. if you haven't been around or had a close one die you will soon um, and each time that happens I feel like there's this like for me about it's about two weeks there where all the bullshit. Yeah. Traps, mind games that I'm usually in, they fade out and I can see what's actually important to me, you know? Yeah, it's almost like other people, when they do die or whatever, the, the thing that permeates from them is this value of existence that that's really right. hits the rest of us and pretty think, severe. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it, I think it's just that. It reminds you of your own mortality. Yeah. And 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 I, I really believe when you acknowledge you're going to have a death, you can start to live a good life. Mm. And so the thing is that shit always like it always lasts for like a few weeks for me. Yeah. And then go away and I start to just get caught up in bullshit. And uh and so yeah, when Avicii died, it was a big it was a big reminder. And I remember just thinking like, man, I gotta go on the walk. I actually wanted to go like 
immediately. Mm. But I didn't have anything prepared or nothing. So I was like, all right, dude, wait till the spring. That's when you do it the yeah. right way. Wait till Julian can tell his mom he's going out of town. <laughs> you got to plan a little bit. That's right. But you, you, go, you got to plan it. a lot. You, you got to plan, plan a lot, huh? You got to plan a lot. You got to plan a lot. Yeah, it's so funny mm-hmm. with that mortality, man. It's so funny how, uh, yeah, it's so funny when I had a buddy that passed away a couple weeks ago. He he died of addiction, my friend Tommy. And, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, thanks, man. And he was a beautiful dude, man. And he, uh, but yeah, we went to his service and it was just like, man, if he could be doing anything, he would just be alive. That's it. You mm-hmm. know, that's the first thing he would be, you know? And it's like, it's so hard to get a ration, to get like a make your life feel tangible to you sometimes as we get older. You know, when you're young, it feels like so, I mean, you don't really have that much of a concept of being alive, but it feels magical, yes. There's a sense of awe. Yes. That's a good word. Awe. Sense of awe, man. And then we get older, and it's almost like we get so much in these grooves of society and of of life that it's hard to get it back to a level where it feels like tangible, you know, where mm-hmm. it feels, um, where you feel alive, and not just kind of part of what's going on. That's right. That's um, right. Did you have? I can imagine you probably had a lot of experiences of feeling alive on this on this journey. Yeah, you know, as you as you're talking, it was like uh, you reminded me that was a, that was why I left. You know, it's why I pulled the trigger on this thing. It was like uh, a friend of mine said, "Man, so he, he starts doing the math and he's thinking about my career and all that stuff. He's looking." You know, he's going to take you six months to a year. And he says to me, so you basically given up a year of your life to do this. I don't know, I thought about it for a second. And I go, <laughs> I'm basically taking one back. Mm. I ain't giving up nothing, you know. Then now, I'm, now I'm claiming some sovereignty. I'm getting out of those grooves you're, you're just talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm setting my grounds yeah. here. I am myself. It's just cool, you know, when I can boil down... You know, that was wow, that's pretty reason. powerful, man, to think about that, of taking your life back. That's right. You know, I can boil down. There's a lot of reasons why I walked, you know. Some of them are small. Some of them are big. Some of them are shitty reasons. Like, one small reason is I wanted the fucking attention from it. Mm. I'm not proud of that. That's a character flaw, right? Right. But I'll try to be real about it. But the main reason I went out, if I can really put, I couldn't even articulate this before I left. It, I had to do the fucking thing to be able to say it. Was I wanted to become somebody that I was actually proud of. Mm. So I want if somebody said, you know, who inspires you? Who's your hero? Who you look up to? I wanted to be able to look them in the eye and say me, mm. you know? And uh, say yourself was. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but but I'm creating this dude in my head. Yeah. Like that dude, he walked across America. So he's an idea. And then I go try to become him in real life. Mm. And um this is just my idea. It's like creating a, a life that actually inspires you. Right. You know, it's like your go my goal shouldn't be something that like is that like isn't inspiring, isn't cool to me. Right. I like this walk, you know, it's fucking cool. It's a little less cool to me now, honestly. Now I've done it. Mm-hmm. Now I met all these people that have done it like in more badass ways and faster, just yeah. to be totally honest. But like it just inspired me the whole way. You know, it's dope. I other people I tell about, they're like, dude, 
you're an idiot. You right. are a crazy white person. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that. Yeah, yeah. But this is not about you. It's about me and my life. Right. And uh, I had to send it, man. In this yeah. journey for me, I had to do it. That's right. Um, were you amazed at some of the feelings that started, to, like you, some of the reasoning you did it started to become more clear after you started? Like, was that kind of fascinating to you? Where you're like, holy shit, if I hadn't even started on this, I would have never gotten to some of these feelings and revelations and stuff for myself because I couldn't even see them before. Yeah. I mean, I felt like, uh, I still do feel like a completely different person. You know, I was a guy, even if I look at interviews of myself before, well, it's kind of like sometimes I want to punch the Duke guy in the face. You know, Damn, it's like um, that's wild. I, I don't even I don't even know if other people could see it, but I can see it. Right. I was uh I was more. I would like if you were saying some stuff I didn't really agree with. I'd be like, yeah, man, I'd just fucking agree with you. I was more. I was less real, less authentic, more afraid of conflict. Um. Man, just just like not as not as good a person, I feel like. And I thought I was gonna become. I talked to, earlier. I thought I was gonna have this like kind of hippy dippy walk, and I was. I thought I was gonna become like softer, but the opposite happened. I had to tap into like discipline and focus every day, and I, I became harder. I became harder as a person. Was there? Um, yeah, were there? Were you surprised that some of the toughness that was in you, like, did you ever kind of like, did you have some moments where I could see, imagine having some moments like, Jesus Christ, man, I didn't know. Because I feel like for me, I always hope that there's certain, there's a certain person inside of me that I don't get to see that much. You know, there's mm -hmm. like a power, there's like, you know, someone that's extremely confident and very powerful mm -hmm. and like. Did, did were you amazed sometimes? Did the did did people that you didn't know parts of yourself that you didn't know did it did they come to the surface sometimes? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it was like that's uh, awesome, man. And so here's the thing, man. Imagine you I left, you never even noticed swimming up to the fucking surface. Like, <laughs> hey, Mike, what up? Though? I'm in here too. Yeah, <laughs> what up, though, man? So before I left, I had this inkling that there was more in me, a little more in me than. I was letting out. And mm. I think I think that's the problem with a lot, of, especially men, is we know we got this fucking I know. dog inside. We got got this greatness, untapped motherfucking thing. And you don't know what the fuck to do with it, where yeah. to point it. And a lot of times we can point it the wrong direction and it it fucks everything up. Easy directions. And I had this little I just had this inkling there's a little more in you than you are given to the world. So I went out on this thing and I found I was wrong. It's not a little more. You fuck ton more than in you, man. Wow. You know, it's way more like it's way. And I still don't know. I feel like I just scratched the surface of it. So, you know, now it's my job to keep exploring and figure out what that looks like for me. And that's what I'm up to now. You know? But yeah. here's the thing, man. It's not like I'm a, like, you're not going to recognize me. I still got all my, I'm, like I said, I'm a goofy guy too. But there's this dog part of me, you know, that I think I was trying to suppress a lot earlier in my life, you know, and I look in the mirror, you know, maybe do some affirmations or meditation. You say, I am tough or I'm resilient, I'm yeah, confident. Yeah. But it's like, 
my name is Hawkeye or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like do you don't really like fuck if Yeah, I'm fucking Hawkeye, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll give myself crazy names, bro. You, know? you don't really believe yourself because you haven't given, you haven't shown any evidence in, right. in your real life. So it's like, go do something fucking tough and you, you actually don't need to do an affirmation. You right, because then it starts to live in you. It's, it's you. You did it. You yeah. Know? You did it. You did it. But so it's, I'm still me, you know, right. but- it's a little more of you now. There's more of me, you know, and 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 I needed those parts to come out. Some other dude, you know, might be too fucking hard. Maybe you need to soften up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You might want to take a different route. For my journey, man, this was that's what I needed. Yeah. That burning, man. They say you don't get the burn you want, get the burn you need. And I feel like that about the walk too. They say you don't get the walk you want, you get the walk you need. Wow. You know. Um. Would tell me about some of the vagrants out there, bro? Because I grew <laughs> up, you know. We grew up along, I used to live back behind this, uh, they had a river behind us and they had a rest area on the other side of it. That was a backup of the interstate. Okay. So rest area, a lot of men would meet up there, you know, doing drugs, doing sex, you know, river sex. Doing sex, dude. Oh, yeah. What is river sex? Sex out there right by the river, bro. (laughs) Copy that. You know, and so, uh, and anyway, but a lot of it was drug-induced kind of sex. You know, it was a lot of, these men probably had families and stuff, but they were Mm. doing drugs. But um, did you get to stop in any unique rest areas? Was there there some decent, you know, uh, decent, you know, road warriors out there? Did hitchhikers look at you like, oh, look at this fucking guy. Look at this show off, you know? I looked at, you know, at the time, I had the big beard like I do now. Big hat, you know. I had two walking sticks. I look pretty fucking crazy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one really gave no one gave me really like much of a hard time. A few dogs came out, you know, Damn. looking for looking for a looking the tango. Damn. I had to fend them off with my sticks. And what state was that in? Where these dogs? Where that at? dog? I mean, they're in every state, but the the one that came at me the most. I had two in Colorado that were kind kind of sketch, but. uh Damn. And I had some dog spray too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. what flavor is that? What is it? That's fucking, I don't know. Stay the fuck away from oh, me. Flavor, dude. <laughs> it's nothing good, dude. All right. I'm thinking this like, I want to tell you my, my rest area story, man. I think oh, you like yeah, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These are good. Dude, these don't get too comfortable. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I'm fucking about to put some lotion on. The way you say, yeah, your voice drops an octave, dude. Oh, the yeah, fuck? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> we were in uh, Ohio. Julie, Yo, what was I it? Knew was it, bro. it? Was it? What was the city? The Walmart. Do you remember? I feel like it was close to Dayton. No, it was close to it was Dayton. Close to Dayton. No, yeah, I don't remember the city name, but we were in Columbus. And uh, they were like, where are you headed next? I forgot the city name. It's a city west of Columbus. You probably zoom in. On Akron? No, it wasn't Akron. It's a smaller city, but there's a Walmart there. Is, it, is there, oh, to the left is Dayton. Uh, Springfield, yep. Okay. Springfield. So we're in Columbus, and uh, everyone's telling us, yeah, man, just just be careful when you get to Springfield. You know, <laughs> just just, you know. Just watch out. And people say that to you the entire way. Yeah. And usually the place they warn you about are the best places. Right. So I'm not really listening to him. And uh, Julian, you know, part of his job would be to figure out where we're going to sleep each night. So, uh, like I said, we had a support vehicle. So if there's Walmarts, we could usually park there. They usually let us park there. Mm-hmm. 
And so just like that, there was a Walmart right on our on our route, which is perfect. And uh, he's like, that's where we'll stop to stop that night. So I get there and uh, and I take my shoes off. You know, I stretch and stuff. And um, I'm like, hey, Julian, I'm going to go take a dookie in the Walmart. Oh, yeah. You I've know? done that, dude. So let me go make a deposit in the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me go drop the kids off at school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. Why are you laughing at that? That's not no, a good saying, joke, dude. There's nothing more. <laughs> I think there's nothing more American than, you know, pulling over the shit at a Walmart. <laughs> That's to be pretty much it, you, bro. dude. Jeez. And I've done that, and I love dude. it. I love being in there. Shit. Except sometimes people write stuff on the, uh, like, the outside wall. I find a lot of people have marked out there but Dude, um the, anyway let me let me let me get i found something story. worse than uh a sharpie sharpie message on a, <laughs> okay. on a stall i'm gonna tell you what happened so uh <laughs> i get to the stall in the back back stall i you know i think i'm in a freaking handicap stall which i shouldn't be well you know but my legs stretched out. You burned it, bro. You just walked yeah, there. Yeah, you just walked. Okay, the so. The complete opposite of being handicapped is walking all, right. all the way to the Walmart. Listen, man. Listen. I'm sitting on this toilet, okay? <laughs> and I've been on the toilet for like 120 seconds. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm just getting started. Oh, yeah. I already told you how much I eat. The prelims, on this walk. baby. Yeah. The <laughs> just a prelim. I got my phone <laughs> yeah. out. I'm comfortable, dude. I'm staying here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm downloading an episode or something. <laughs> We're going to be here. <laughs> Listen, man. So, like, I'm just in the prelims. I hear somebody knock on the door, and I can see there's another stall next to me, empty. Mm-hmm. They knock on the door. They're like, Hey, are you okay? I'm like, yes, I am okay. All right. Oh, all right. My fucking spidey sense is tingling, dude. Why is this guy knocking on the door when there's an open stall here? Yeah, yeah, that's okay? alarming. That's alarming. So he's then he follows with, do I know you? No. Bro. It was, I it was go, a fan. Dude, it was not, I go, nope. I go, you do not know me. I am f- clear as day. You do not know me. How are you going to know somebody that's just in a shitter behind a door? Dude, Unless you're like, David Blaine, bro. He's like, what Who the fuck is this dude? He's like, uh, he's like, um, are you sure? I say, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. He's like, let me just check. I think I know you. Oh, damn, I see bro. two. Okay, I'm sitting down at the thing. I see two <laughs> hands with clear rubber gloves on. Not rubber, no. a pla- like the doctor has. You yeah, know? yeah. But they're not even like the like the like, like a the, dentist, like the subway people wear. Uh huh. You have to clear. Oh, yeah. oh wow, okay. dude! Not two of these, a good doctor. two of these yeah. creep over the, the the. I'm looking at the top of the thing. The sandwich maker mittens. They bro. Yeah, them bitches over are the top, over the top of the stall. <laughs> he fucking pull. I no see <laughs> two eyes no over like this. Okay, see the eyes come over. I'm sitting down. I'm in a vulnerable position. Yeah, definitely. I man. go, dude. What the fuck are you doing right now? Okay, mean Posner came out, dude. Mean Posner. It wasn't the guy. I go, what the fuck? He go, he drops back down. 
gloves disappear. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I go, what the fuck are you? He goes, I, I just thought you needed help. You were in there a long time. I go, I've been in here two minutes, man. What are you talking about? I didn't hear anything else. I think he left the room, but I'm fired up, man. Oh, and that's hard as shit when you're real fired up. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I do. Actually, it wasn't that hard as shit, man. Really? Yeah, I finished my business. So I finished my business, but I'm fired up, and I'm ready to like fight this guy. Oh, yeah. And I open the door. He's not there. Mm. And I was using, you know, Sherlock Poe's, you know, I was looking at those gloves. I think he's probably at the subway. I think he's a subway. Oh, so you go looking for him. I go looking for oh, him. Damn, Dude, I, couldn't, I never found him. But I still don't know what was like. Is there some kind of weird That's, meetup that happens in that bat? Like, what do you make? What theory do you have know. to explain that? I could see, man, it was daytime. Daytime. Uh, probably 4.30 p.m. Mm, I could see that. But the, the sun is out. Sun is out. I could see people getting off work and maybe you. If Let you, me swallow before you say this. If shit, you gave out a certain funny. vibe or something, you walked through the store, did you think you were doing that? <laughs> were you kind of peacocking as you went through Dude, it? Or something? I, 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 everywhere I went on this walk, I did not feel, I stuck out. So I'm perpetual peacocking on this walk. So maybe this guy had, had daydreamed that a man came in like you, you know? Maybe <laughs> that's the thing. You don't know where his life is meeting you at. But that's wild, dude, to, to do a pull-up in those fucking... Uh... Dude, he popped up, man. Damn, that's crazy. It was slow. It was slow. It was. I wonder who he thought you were. I'm thinking there's some sort of weird, weird meetup for, like, truckers. Oh, I'm sure there's like some type Tuesdays of... Like, Tuesdays at 4.30, meet in the back. Why? The, 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 let's, let's discuss why the, why the gloves were on, though. What do you make of that? I think to not leave fingerprints, probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Just in case it gets real rectal or something. You never know what this You're man. Real rectal? Is that what get rectal, bro. You got to have a fucking mitten on, bro. Because this dude, if he's out there like that, you know, maybe he's like a pianist, but don't want to, you know. I don't know. That's wild to me. I don't like wearing those. I used to work at a uh, sandwich place, and I... Don't like wearing those. Dude, you know, I hooked up one time with uh, Jared from Subway's sister one time a long time ago. Okay. Tell me more. So that's it. That's nothing. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> but it was a long time ago, but it was still, you know, it happened. How'd you know was it that who her brother was? People knew. She knew. <laughs> you know, that was facts. You knew before you met her? Oh, uh, no. I I'm, I'm, ended up meeting her that night, and people were like, hey, that's Jared from Subway's oh, sister. Oh, they were telling you. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Were there how much fandom did you have across? Because you're a, uh, I mean, you're a you're superstar. Very, yeah, Is that what you're, gonna you're a very uh, big. You're a big <laughs> producer, musician, um, entertainer. Thank you. Uh, and thinker, I think, is is something that even more people are probably going to start to see you as, or something that I, I I personally. So I can't speak for everybody, but um, I appreciate that. But did yeah? How much fandom did you run into, or you know, people that are supporters and stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I've had some popular music, but uh, I live a pretty normal life. Most mm -hmm. people don't know what my face looks like, mm -hmm. which is pretty awesome. You know, I can go to the store or whatever, and it's not a problem. There's a nice freedom with that. Huge, man. And if you, I'm sure you have some friends who are like really famous. It's scary. It sucks. <laughs> it does suck, doesn't it? It's like it takes a lot, of, just a lot of extra work to do. To normal be, to, stuff and probably something that takes you even further we talk a lot about in here about like fame and the and and what is the real value in it you mm -hmm. know and what is like just how 
how much of a sidetrack it can be to being a human. Huge. You know, um, I feel bad for a lot of guys. You see a lot of young guys these days who are struggling because of uh, the fame. You know, something you can't live up to as a person, just as one person. That's right. Um, you can't match that, this fictional kind of, you know, ambiance or this crystal ball, you know, that or this uh, disco ball that's kind of created. You can't just be that as one person. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of people, you know, struggling with it. You know, I mean, even Justin Bieber, you see him recently come out about opening up about a lot of his struggles, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but just the value of fame, I think, is it's it's not as valuable, I think, as a lot of people think it is. It's valuable in this way, but yeah. not so much in this way. <laughs> yeah, there's a sacrifice. <laughs> big time, big time. But to answer your question, man, uh, at the beginning of my walk, I... I, t I said publicly, I'll walk with anybody. And so people would come from all over and they'd walk with me and it was it was very beautiful. You know, my job when they showed up was to listen. Mm. That was my intention. I fucked it up sometimes, a lot, you know, because they start asking me questions. I don't know if I'm talking about myself. Oh, yeah. You know, but my job really was to listen. And... There's a lot of people, and I would just ask, you know, every time someone showed up, hey, why did you why did you come here today? What were you looking for? And not in a mean way, just just so I know. Right. And it's always different. Some people they just wanted to go on like a wild goose chase hunt, you know, whatever they call it, because. They know roughly where I am, but not exactly. And it was just a fun thing to do on Saturday. Like Easter egg. Like you're like yeah. this Easter egg that's some missing people, in the world. Some people, they just want yeah. a picture. But some people had some shit they wanted to talk about that they felt like they couldn't tell to anybody else. Mm. You know? So it was just different every time. And it was really beautiful because even even if somebody is real excited, you know, as like a, a fan or something like that, you walk, a, you know, you walk like two, three miles, the sun starts beating down on you real quick. Real quick, you're just you're just two two dudes out there. Yeah. So it was really cool. Oh, that's After interesting. Get, it's like yeah. you could walk right out of your your um this like encasing kind of that happens sometimes from yeah. from people knowing you in advance. It takes a minute, and uh, one of my I would call him a mentor. He's a hospice chaplain. Uh, his name's Kevin Deegan. Chaplain Kevin, we call him. And before I left, uh, he kind of gave me a lecture on listening. And he said, Mike, there's three levels of listening. The first is contextual, meaning I say, hey, uh, my dad died two years ago. It's just a fact. That's context. And the second is emotional. That's one step deeper. And that's my dad died two years ago and I felt lost. And the third is identity. And that's my dad died two years ago. I felt lost. But it was the first time I felt like a man changed who I was. Or the first time I felt like a real adult. And so if you he taught you know, if you can move the conversation away from step one mm. to two to three, then there can be healing, he says. He says, you know, in, in on that third level. And uh so that's why I was trying to listen to people on this. It's just certain cues and questions he gave me where it's just like, tell me more about that or how did that, you know, what did that, what did that change for you? Mm. It's a question you can ask 
ask people and you're trying to take it out of small talk yeah yeah because you can really connect with people at that level too and it makes it so it feels so good to connect with somebody at a level where um where you're both just uh human souls kind of that because you can you know what it's like to need something and when you hear somebody needs something or there's people are sharing what they need um man it's just such a magnet you know it's such a comfortable place um it's and, a gift you can give to somebody else. Yeah. At any time. Yeah. It's to really be there, really listen. It's pretty powerful, huh? Yeah, man. And the last one he gave me, you know, he said, if all that shit doesn't work, you're saying goodbye, you ask them, if I pray for you, what should I pray for? Mm. I asked that question about 20,000 times on this walk, you know, just from New Jersey to California. And people will tell you, man, pray for my, pray for me, my sobriety, pray for my family. In the Navajo Nation, they say pray for my people a lot. People mm. will say that, pray for my people, you know. And then you get out, you got out level one, get to go a little deeper. Um, was that one of the most popular answers? People praying for their sobriety. Was a lot of pe- a lot of uh, people with sobriety came out. Um, I want to say like a lot. I want to say like an abnormal percentage, but yes, yeah, some people. You know, the guy I'm thinking of when I say that, his it was one of the most touching things that happened on the whole walk. Um, this dude, uh, I was walking in um, Arizona on the uh, Wallapai Reservation. And I'm having sort of a t- end of the day, tough day. I think I'm doing 24, 26. And... Um, this guy stops, pulls this red F-350, pulls the side of the road ahead of me, and starts to reverse. And I'm like, oh, what's this going to be like, you know? <laughs> and I'm on like a, a two-lane busy highway. It's like, you know, speed limit 65 or whatever. It's dangerous. So dude, he, he like kind of dangerously like crosses the road. I'm like, oh gosh, like don't get hit by a car, please, bro. And he comes over and he's talking to me. He's like, y'all just been following you. And it's a it's an indigenous young man. Mm-hmm. His name is Rowan. And um, we just had this little little. T- Honestly, I was I was tired. I wasn't doing any of that shit. Chaplain Kevin told me I wasn't really listening. I was just thinking about myself. But I remember to ask him that question. I said, if I pray for you, what should I pray for? And he said, man. And he took a moment like that. He's just, uh, you know, several years ago, my dad died. Um, alcohol, you know, got a lot of alcoholism on those reservations. Oh, yeah. And uh, he he died of alcohol. And uh, a few years after that, my, uh, I think it was his brother, he died from alcohol. And uh, this is like last year on Easter, my mom died alcohol. Damn. And uh, I was like, you got your brother? He's like, nah, like, I'm alone now. So I would say, just pray for, I have a problem with alcohol too. I'm sober now. I can't remember how long, but just pray for my sobriety, mm. you know? And I was like, fuck, man, shit. I will, you know, I will. And he said, you just wait, wait here, man. I want to get, I got something for you. He runs across the road again. 
<laughs> Scare back to Damn, his dude. truck, dude. Alcohol ain't gonna get this guy, man. It's gonna be a damn fucking Corvette. <laughs> so he goes back to his truck and he had this little leather pouch and it's tied to like you know, you drive the car like this and there's the like little handle there sometimes mm-hmm. on the truck. It's tied there real tight, looped around. Little leather pouch. He undoes it. He brings it over, he says, Hey man, this is uh this is in our tradition. This is uh, sweet grass and sage. And we believe sometimes spirits or souls, they get lost right here where you're walking. And this is just, you know, in our, our tradition, we believe it's, it protects you. And uh, I want you to have it. And I thought, fuck, man. You know, he left and he put his fucking hand out the window like this, you know. Drove by, drove away from me. That shit just, it, after he left, shit just hit me right in the heart. Mm. Like, how this guy, man, this guy, first off, I'm a white guy walking on his land, you know? Right, which probably, yeah, but traditionally didn't really Tra- work out well. No, nah, we fucked we fuck them over every single type of way possible, you know? How could this guy be so welcoming to me, so kind, even after everything that's, he's had such a hard run, mm. you know, and, and his smile. And uh, yeah, that's one of the most yeah touching moments that whole walk, man. Especially when Bro. you're having a day where that's like, yeah, you're at the end of the day. Sometimes you can't be, you know, your best self after, you know, it's just, it's hard. You can't always be your best self and do the things you want to do, like you're saying, um, like some of the guideposts that the chaplain had given you and things like that in conversation. And yeah, it happens a lot, and it's like you get into a moment, and you're like, ah, oh. and then somebody does for you what you, you know, That's you right. want to be doing for them, or what you, That's you know, right. it's like somebody brings your journey, what's your thing, it's they bring it right to you, man. That's powerful, huh? Powerful. Before I left, I wrote these sort of like intentions for myself, mm-hmm. and one of them was, like I said, listen deeply, and another one was leave each place I go better than it was when I came, mm. and I, I read that now. And that's one of the things I want to punch old Mike in the face. Like, you you fucking cocky motherfucker. You think you're going to breeze in to the Wallapai Nation and leave it better? Yeah. Then it w- No, motherfucker. <laughs> you're going to walk yeah. there. And because of people's, not just there, but everywhere in the, that you walk, because of people's kindness and grace, they will leave you Ooh, better. better. Mm. You not you know what I mean? I read, I hear that now. So many people are read it. I'm like, dude, you're you're so so. It's cringeworthy. It's, you were so cocky. But it's an it's a it's an it, for some weird reason it's a normal train of thought. You know, it's like I used to think like especially with the when our podcast really started out. You know, a lot of young men would reach out with things they were struggling. And I was thinking like, oh yeah, this is great. I have an opportunity to be able to help other people, be a part of their life. But then over time, it's like I've had so many struggles on my own mm. that these – it's like the people that support the pie are always there for me. So it's like – That's right. It's just interesting, man. It just shows how much that uh, we need each other. You know, it really – that's one thing that I'm constantly, um, you know, reminded of. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. I know the story – or the I think it's the night you got or decided to get sober, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, yeah. That Daryl Strawberry, dude. Fucking amazing, man. If, if anybody watching this hasn't seen that, they probably all have, but... Thank you, man. Watch That's, that. That means a lot coming from But what, ha- what happened the next day? What happened the next day? Did you go to 
the center? Did what happened? The next day, I flew back out here to Los Angeles, and um, and I'd been partying before I even left to Los Angeles. I've been doing some cocaine and doing that, and there was still some cocaine on my counter even when I got home. So, oh shit! So I did that. You left a little booby trap oh, for yourself. The worst, bro. When so you, you came back and did more cocaine. Yeah, I had to, man, because I left it right there, you know, and uh. And yeah, so that at that point, then the next day I had some meetings and stuff. I was supposed to do work stuff and I had to cancel it. And I went into an office of a manager that I had at the time. And he asked, he was introducing me to his, his manager boss. So the management company was kind of trying to take him some notice of me, what was going on in my career and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hey, what's going on? And I just told him, Daryl Strawberry, I just told him what happened. You know, I just, I wasn't doing well. And I just said, you know, I'm not really doing that well. You know, it was the first time I'd gone into a place, I guess, and I don't know if it was the first time I'd gone in and been honest, but yeah, not thinking about what did he, you know, what do I need to do to make my work better or career better or what, try to position myself in here. I said, I've just been struggling, you know, I've been, you know, struggling with some cocaine and doing some drug. And he said, well, I go to these meetings if you want to go. It was crazy because the guy who I was kind of scared to talk to, mm. he said, well, why don't you come with me to this thing tomorrow? You know, I go to these meetings. And then the next day I went and then I continued to to stay in there, you know, and uh, and start to figure out some other stuff. Because my alcoholism isn't really, I don't know how much I have a problem with drugs and alcohol, but I have a w- problem with the way that I think and feel about myself. and And it's a constant battle it doesn't i can't just beat it you know it's like it's one of those things that keeps coming back you know i mean it's that mike posner bro it'll come back day after day dude you know what i'm saying it'll show up across the country bro day after day it gets up it gets up before me my alcoholism that's man. right and it trains and it meditates and it's ready bro that shit comes it'll fucking come off the you know i mean you open the cereal cupboard and that motherfucker will jump out with a fucking little dragon in his arm you know it'll mm-hmm. do stuff so it's like i have to I got, you know, it just, it's a never ending battle kind of, um, but that's what happened. That was like the next day that happened. Oh, you still go to the same meeting? I do sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not as much, but I do. And I go to a lot of them still. Yeah. You know, it had me thinking when you were walking everywhere I go, people say that they're their town is the math capital of the world. <laughs> you must have heard that all the time, huh? I never heard those words, but pretty much every place I went, I mean, it, yeah, it, it struck me, uh, whether it was the smallest town in Pennsylvania or Indianapolis or, you know, St. Louis, every place I went, I never saw it aside from a lot of needles on the side of the highway, mm. especially in Pennsylvania. I mean, those things are fucking everywhere. Really? Yeah, a lot of needles. Huh. Uh, I don't say needles, like sur- they were syringes. I don't know if they had needles on the, the ends. I couldn't right. tell. But every place I went, I would meet somebody who say, we have a huge drug problem here. Huge. Every place. That's wild, From isn't white, it? White, black, Puerto yeah, every place I went. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I notice in these programs that this shit doesn't discriminate. You know, I know some of the yeah. most powerful people now in, in entertainment that are, you know, through this program. And I know people that uh, that have nothing, you know, that have, you know, haven't achieved any of their goals, really, you know, or are struggling with them. And and it's amazing to see, like, the that, that shit doesn't, it'll get anybody. 
It's pretty powerful. Um, Sorry to interrupt the episode here, but I got to let you know about something that's very crucial to your body and your existence. You know, a lot of times you don't know what's going on with yourself, and then sometimes it's not that. And what I'm talking about is figs. Uh, I think there's something all of us can agree on, that nurses, doctors, dentists, and people who work in medicine and healthcare are good people. They're pretty great. They do something special. They contribute. And all of us can think of a time when a medical professional helped us or helped a family member. Well, figs, which is a beautiful little deal that I got from my sister because she is a nurse. Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for the people who deserve it most. You don't want a nurse coming in and she's dressed as like, uh, you know, she's wearing like a, um, just like a life preserver or something like a tank top. That's insane. So Figs creates the highest quality medical apparel so that medical professionals look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best every day. Every set of Figs is antimicrobial, protects from germs and bacteria, ridiculously soft, moisture wicking, and features four-way stretch. Because if these people are saving somebody's life, they got to be able to do it. Look, if you have a nurse, a doctor, somebody, dentist, somebody who works in that field where they got to be clean and professional, they might as well be stylish as well. And this is something great. You can get them now or for the holidays. And Figs gives back. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thanks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using my code THEO. That's right. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com and enter our code T-H-E-O at checkout. Again, these are people who are doing the, the Lord's work, so might as well garb them up and make them look very nice. Go to wearfigs.com and use code Theo. Today's episode is brought to you by Uncommon Apothecary. Now, we all got to get well. Sometimes you don't know how to do it and you're wandering around and you're like, oh, am I well? And you might not be. Well, CBD can help you. CBD is from the hemp plant. But unlike its sister, Mary Jane, CBD contains less than 0.3% THC. It won't get you high, but it'll stop you from feeling low. Several double-blind studies have shown CBD to reduce anxiety. You know, when I was a child, CBD meant Central Business District. And that's where you go to probably get drugs, and now CBD is a drug. It's also been shown to alleviate depression as well as pain and inflammation. You can even put some CBD in your coffee in the morning and just get it right in your dang system. That's how wonderful of a drug it is. Best of all, it's legal without prescription in all 50 states. Head on over to ua-cbd.com today and use the code THEO15 at checkout to receive 15% off and see why thousands of people and multi-thousands are switching from prescriptions to a more natural alternative. Prescriptions aren't getting people anywhere. Look at somebody that's on a prescription. They're on drugs. For every item purchased, Uncommon Apothecary will donate $1 to local homeless shelters. 
and you you know good and well you want to see the homeless. You want to see them somewhere else, have a little bit of money and doing something, maybe on vacation or somewhere out there. Head on over to ua-cbd.com today and use code THEO15 at checkout to receive 15% off. Again, that's ua-cbd.com and use code THEO15 at checkout. And now, back to the episode. We had some calls that came in, and we had we had so many questions. We want to get to a couple of video questions from uh, from some support. They come in video, huh? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, these people. Oh, they mean it. There's your boy right there. Dude, what do you think his name is? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with Alan. I'm gonna go with Jeremiah. Okay. That's, that's Michael. <laughs> oh shit! There we go, bro. <laughs> Yo, what up, Theo and Mike? Mike, congratulations, man. I'm so happy for you for finishing that walk. Doing what you said you were going to do, you freaking delivered, man. So congrats on that. I have a question for you about false finish lines. Mm-hmm. So I've seen you mention that um, false finish lines have been a big struggle on the walk. You know, you make it to the end of a state, then you just got to keep going. So my question to you is how do you deal with those false finish lines? You know, you, you want that reward in your brain. You want to be happy about what you've accomplished, but you just got to keep going. So I'm curious, like, uh, how you mentally and physically deal with that. Right on, brother. Gang, gang, guys. Gang, bro. Thank you for the gang, question. Gang. That's what all of them say to you? <clears throat> yeah, man. That's and then the you gang, say, bro. You, they say gang, gang. You just say one gang back. I say gang, yeah. Dang. But do you ever say gang twice and they say gang once? Yep. Or you just, you're like the Whoever the starts boss. the gang start, has to double it. <laughs> Let's try one. All right. Gang, gang. Gang. I, it didn't feel right. Okay. It, it, it Just on my end. All right. Let me try I felt like my gang was an authentic... I feel like it was authentic to you, though. And that's what... Gang, gang. Gang, bro. That felt better. <laughs> okay. I'm a better, I'm a better leader. Yeah. I'm a better first first. There we first go, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man. Michael, right? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, a great question. How would you get question. to the, that, that, that finish line yeah, and man, you know there's and, so much more to go to reboot and, yourself? And I got even this, this, this nomenclature, false finish line or fake... I, I got that from David Goggins. He mm-hmm. did a post about that. Before I was experiencing it, but I didn't know how to conceptualize it. So just a little background. I was walking across Missouri. And when I was walking across Missouri, it's like end of July. It was fucking hot. You know, hot, like 95, you know, 90% humidity. Like, and you're completely covered. I mean, you, are, you look completely covered. I, got, I wore this. It's the same shirt. I wear this shirt on the walk. I, I didn't wear this one too much because it's blue, and I, was, I ended up wearing the white ones because they're cooler. But this is a walk shirt. Mm-hmm. So they're long sleeve, dry fit, but they're, this is a Coach Chad helped me out with this too. Is UV protected. Oh, dang so, Coach man, Chad. I never got. Cares about your complexion. Believe like it or it. not, I never got sunburn. I'll show you this. This and see if you I still You never got, got sunburn? Look at that. And that's 10. I finished 10 days ago. You see wow. that? Yeah. So only my hand got tan. Yeah. Yeah, because I always wore this shirt. They a tan-handed bad boy yeah, over here, dude. son. Yeah, only my whole body looks wow, like that. Wow, that's amazing, man. All right, so look. I'm walking in Missouri, and it's hot, and it's flooded. I don't, remember, and I don't want to blow it out of proportion because people have lost their homes and everything. So mm-hmm. I'm, just doing, I'm just doing my walk. So don't feel too bad for me, right? But there are days that I'm walking the wrong way. Because I get to a road and it's just not there. It's underwater. 
or I get there and the water's coming up to my knee and then I'm walking more and it's coming up to my hip. I'm like, dude, I got to go a different way, dude. Like, <laughs> this ain't going to end good. Or I, walk in the, I was on the Katy Trail and I'm walking through like nasty water. Damn. Like still water. Oh, yeah. And like. <laughs> Soup. That's how I feel like when I picture some parts of Louisiana. Stagnant, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Stagnant. <laughs> some swampy water, dude. Oh, yeah. Look, so. I remember coming out of this one water and my legs were just stinging. They just stinging. I'm like, dang, I, I got to wash those off soon, man. This is not good. Right? Yeah, right. So anyways, dude, and there's no serv- cell service there, whatever. So we called the old Fulton Loop because I had to go up to this city called Fulton, Missouri. And it was like, yeah, it was just the wrong way. And it's demoralizing walking the wrong direction. Damn. As you'd imagine. But I kept saying to myself, man, just get to Kansas, dude just get to Kansas. So that was kind of my mantra in Missouri. Just get to Kansas. Now, a couple weeks pass and what happens? I get to Kansas and I crossed that border and I fucking cried, bro. Wow. I cried. It was amazing. Cause nobody knew how hard it was, but me, you know, and somebody else that did the walkthrough. I mean, just nobody knew. And I thought, I've, I made it, man. I made it to Kansas, you know? And it was the end of the day when I got that border. I went to bed, and I felt proud. And I went to sleep, and the next day, the alarm went off, 4 a.m. You just start walking, right? So I get up to go. And my, my mind, my body, my spirit, if you believe in that, if you don't want to believe in spirit, we just call it morale, my morale. They were all gone because they thought I was done. Because mm-hmm. oh. I kept telling them, just get to Kansas. So they go, we made it, motherfucker. We got you here. Yep. <laughs> See you later, Mike. Right. <laughs> so this one, this was actually the hardest day of the walk for me. I start to go, and in hindsight, I think I was pretty bad dehydrated as well. But I get to a point where I'm I'm limping, and if my mind isn't actively thinking, walk, right, left, step, walk. If my mind isn't thinking, if it drifts at all to any other topic anywhere, my body just stops, and I finish my thought tangent, and I realize I'm not even I'm not moving. Fuck. Wow. And it'll be like... You had to be that focused. That's how just... I just had nothing left. There's just no energy there, man. And and my feet are fucking hurting bad. And there's like... There's some trees and they have shade. And I would walk to like a shade and I would like... I would sit down and try to just like cool off, get my shit together. And I see like another tree or another piece of shade. And it'd be like 200 feet in front of me. And I'd walk there, mm. and my body would just fucking stop again. I sit down. I'm just going from shade to shade, like, and they're not very far apart. And I'm taking a break at each one, and it's just. So this is when I learned this lesson, man. You can't create a finish line that isn't your finish line. So you got to break the motherfucker down. You're not supposed to be like, hey, man, I got two thousand six hundred and one yeah. miles that's too big you know so but you just you just go into the next next checkpoint but you you're knowing that 
you're not done. done. And so then we got a new mantra after that. I got bit by a snake, all that shit. I learned. And Julian here, he'll remember, you know, when we uh, like crossed the Rocky Mountains. or th- Those were big deals because we had to plan for them differently, this kind of thing. Whenever we'd finish something like that, we'd be excited. we celebrate that shit. We did it, you know, for sure. But we would always say, this ain't a, this ain't a finish line. It's a checkpoint. Yeah. This ain't a fi-. And we'd say, you know, we're hyped up. So we, we're saying finish line. It's a <laughs> checkpoint, boy. That's a checkpoint, boy. That's that checkpoint nation, bro. They ain't no finish line. We ain't done. You know, that's how that's how we would do it after after right. that. Right, be excited to not be done. That's right. Wow. We we ain't done. Yeah. You ain't stop us there. We ain't done. <laughs> you know? And uh and so even even when I finished the walk, it's one of the best days, you know, best moments of my life. I got 30 people on the at the beach waiting for me. And I took a vow of silence that day. I walk up to that beach and I had a moment with each person. You know, they're standing shoulder to shoulder looking at me. The water's behind them. I can see the water. Like, fuck, man, I made it here. And I'm going down the line, hugging each person, just having a moment. And I'm listening. They're talking to me, but I didn't say shit. I said, I'm not saying anything until I get in that water. I seen Coach Chad there. I just start crying. Wow. Because, he, he, you know, that was the guy talking to me on the He'd phone. He'd been there every day, yeah. He talked to me on the phone almost every day, you know, before. And he said in my ear, there was never a doubt. There was never a doubt. And I keep going down that line, you know. All the people, you know, guys I met, the Navajo Nation that drove there, you know, barely any gas money because we connected when I walked there. Wanted to be there when I finished. And last two guys were julian and colin the other walk manager mm-hmm. they took turns and uh also off julian's ass i start crying dude he's like man get get up give me a hug dude and he said I, I, we finished our moment and uh i'm getting ready to go in the water and uh he looked at me he said this ain't the finish line it's a checkpoint you know dang and we, our motto too was keep going. That's another one of our models. So, yeah, yeah, so no, I caught on to that one. Yeah, for you know, sure. So we do, we do. Every time I was say goodbye to Julian, the whole walk or Colin, I'm gonna go walk another eight miles. We go like this, keep, keep going, going, baby. Every time, so we did that, and he just reminded me, you know, even though you're done with this journey, you're not done, motherfucker. This is actually just the beginning, you know, because we talked about all this stuff. You became this new guy. You found parts of yourself. You're stronger. Now you can do so much more. I mean, the things I that are on my, on my, on the buffet now mm-hmm. is so much more. Oh yeah, than there was before I did the walk. Right, it was salad so, before. You got dessert on there. Yeah, now. I got fucking, croutons, some balsamic pudding. vinaigrette. Yeah, you got balsamic, <laughs> dude. You got fucking oysters, bro. Everything. They got a fresh catch area. You fucking. This thing's big, dude. That took the sneeze guard off. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Listen, so, so, so yeah, you, you like, know, buffet's gutter when they got that fucking sneeze like, guard and, on that and, bitch. So I wanted. To <laughs> I never knew what that was until you just said. Yeah, that. dude, that's so you can't lean in. Damn, they don't want you. They don't want you to in there. I, t- I didn't know why they Theo had Va- it. That's what they have it for you, dude. Theo Vaughn's ass is fucking... Bro, I would never... These look good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jesus. Damn, I wonder why they all, why don't they put them on a better, uh, you know, mobile? <laughs> because they always got these shady kind of piece of glass up at the top. <laughs> You're always doing like this. I'm like, I should have been a surgeon. I'm just trying to get a, a couple of fucking potatoes, bro. That's crazy, man. I didn't know that. Wow, that's a safety sneeze going. So, so listen, dude. So you ran into the water. I ran in the water, but I wanted, I wanted to not make that mistake again. Mm. So my body's pretty jacked. You know, it's not injured, but it's pretty jacked up. You know, my feet are hurting and all that stuff. But I know the next day after the walk's the most important day of the walk. You know. Okay, you go. We learned a bunch of stuff, tapped in part of yourself, and you go the next day and you forget it all. Who cares? Hmm. Anybody can do that. So, so how this, do we do that? How do we keep that going? Well, this is this is how I've been. I'm this ended ten days ago, so I'll hmm. tell you where I'm at. You know, but the next day was very important to me, and I knew, I knew I needed rest. You know, for my body, but. In order to not fuck this mistake up, I knew I had to be up at 4 a.m. again the next day. And I knew I had to I knew I had to get after it. So I called uh this dude named Coach Marcelo. He runs a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. Argentinian man. I said, hey man, can you meet me at 5:30 Saturday? And I'm doing this, you know, like a week before I finish the walk. I said, you meet me 5:30 Saturday. Wow, planning ahead. That's cool. You mean, and uh, he said, yeah, I got to confirm. For, I said, I can't confirm. I'm turning my phone off Friday. I'm leaving my phone off for two days after that. I said, I need you to confirm now. Can you meet me at 5.30? He said, yeah, I'll be there. So I'm up at 4. I hit that meditation. I ride my bike over to the boxing gym. And I fucking jump the rope. I hit the heavy bag. I hit the mitts. I do the sit-ups. He's throwing the medicine ball. And this shit, my body needs to rest. I know that. But, hey, I need. I also need my body, my mind, my spirit to know I'm not done. So that's what I did the next day. And I did some yoga after that, some physical therapy. And I just kept my phone off for two days because mm. I knew I needed to feel how I felt without having to explain to other people how I felt. And I wrote about it. But I just try to keep that that first week. I gave myself this week. I, I let myself sleep a little bit, <laughs> which I needed, you know. But that first, but you week, decompressed a little. I needed. I needed to keep that that schedule. And I thought I was gonna get depressed, you know. You finish this big thing, but I really haven't, hmm. you know. And that's because even though I'm not on the walk, I'm I'm working on other things. Whether it's writing, I'm doing some writing. Pro style, which is exciting to me and difficult, and um, you're still walking inside of yourself. Do you find you find yourself kind of like like the the steps kind of keep going inside of yourself? Sometimes can you still feel them in your in your being? Kind of. I don't know if I would put it put it quite like that, but yeah, I definitely feel like um, I left the walk, but the walk never leaves you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do your legs sometimes be like, dude? Take me for a walk, like your leg. I feel like it would be like having a couple of dang Dobermans on you. Yeah, dude. You know they've been pretty tired, dude. But me and Coach Chad just start hitting some hikes because next oh, thing, yeah? one of the things I want to get into is mountaineering. Mm-hmm. So instead of walking on flat, just going that way. So we uh we've been we've been going doing some hike, man. He took me out some 
Some bullshit. Yes, and he's out of Louisiana, right? And he's yeah. a, that's flatland. I don't know. I would not let that man at, at an altitude. So I don't know dude. what you guys are doing up there with him, dude. He's got machetes out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see. Yeah. And y'all are just want, at a Carl's Jr. It's like what the hell's going? on? You don't on want to see this guy on a Saturday, bro. You don't want to see him. It's dangerous, huh? <laughs> yeah. Some men get real dangerous on the weekend. I've seen bro. that. Cameron Haynes and some of those guys, they get real dangerous <laughs> on the weekend. Has he come on your podcast? Very violent. Uh, no, he hasn't. He met would come him? on. No, I haven't even met him. We just communicated sometimes online, but he's really... Uh, that dude's pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah, man. he seems pretty gnarly. He runs like a marathon a day. He doesn't stop. Yeah. We got this question that came in right here from uh, me when I was younger. All right, what do, you, <laughs> what do you think his name is? Oh, man, I'm going to go with uh, Scott. That's Jeff. That's a good, that's a strong Jeff. Hey, what's up, Theo? What's up, Mike? It's Ben. Damn. Fuck, man. <laughs> um, or as Mike knows me by BC Birdman. Um, I know him. I don't know. We walked together back in Indiana around oh, about shit. five miles uh, wow. around Terre Haute. So what I want to ask Mike is that... Um, you had you told me. Oh, I remember this dude. He changed his whole fucking. He didn't have a mustache like that. I he remember didn't? this dude. Oh, it might be because of uh, Movember or whatever. This guy was dope, man. Yeah. In Indiana, that you developed a, a love for F- Ford F one fifties. That's right. First of all, is there any plans to buy buy an F Ford F one fifty for your own? And then also, is Follow there up. anything up. on the walk later on that after we stopped walking with you that? you came to love or came to appreciate um that you didn't think you would or that you Mm. just couldn't expect i remember this guy he walked to me and i remember he had he got a hat that looked like mine kind of oh cool and uh this guy is a um bird enthusiast oh wow so he will he talked to me on the walk you know we walk a few hours he will like go in camo and like he has these long lenses and sometimes they call the cops on him because he looks scary oh, bro like he's a a, yeah he's got these long lenses because he's trying to get this shot of this bird you know and he'll be just camped out in the grass waiting for that oh yeah the shot. on birds bro we used to have dudes like that <laughs> the shot, dude. so um f-150 yeah i i, I realized like man everyone has an f-150 i always lived in a city or a suburb yeah you don't see trucks here now i mean you never see but, a truck you never see a truck Dude, but you on the walk, everyone has an F-150. Everyone has A lot of America has trucks. You, you, dude, we never see them. I started to love these F- And then I realized there's F-250s. Damn. And there's F-350s oh, shit, like I'm Rowan had. Bro, don't keep going up. <laughs> I'll eject Dude, and then right my here. new favorite car after he <laughs> met me became the F-750. It's like the it's like a front cab of a semi almost. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, it's a big boy. Ooh, I don't want all that, <laughs> dude. Just relax. Seven fifty. Can you a put lot. your hands on the table, Sorry, dude? Man. Jesus, dude. Hold on, let me put my gloves on going? first, Ooh. and then I'll put them on, bro. <laughs> Maybe that was me back there dude. at that fucking Walmart, dude. Bro. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that's an F seven fifty. That's the big boy. But nor- normally they're not. They don't have like. See that looks weird because it has the it has the regular back. Mm-hmm. Usually they have like a dump truck or something on the back like, like that. Wow, yeah, you I know? never even seen. Usually I didn't even know they like have that. that. But I was CDs. I see them come up. I go. I think it's F seven fifty. I start hyping it up, and then either 
if it's big like that, either it's a 650 or 750. If it's, it comes by and it says on the side of the car, so I'm looking at it, it's coming right at me. I'm, I'm getting excited. It comes by, it says 650. I'm like, fuck, man, you hate to see it. But if it comes by, <laughs> it comes by like this, it says 750. Oh, woo! I might even run a little bit after I see that boy. It's the little things that get you going, huh? Dude, I think like another. I don't know, just the thing, second part of this question, any other things I learned or I didn't expect? Um, the thing that popped in my head was uh, hunters, man. I always thought hunters didn't give a fuck about animals. Right. I always thought they were like the people that like, hated it, like, fuck animals, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, yeah, fucking yeah, kill me yeah. soon, you know? <laughs> so it turns out at least all the hunters I met, they actually care about animals more than anybody. Yeah. And what I learned was, you know, you could live in L.A. and West Hollywood and you buy a fucking burger. And what you're basically doing is paying somebody else to, you know, factory farm these poor cows and fucking kill them in a terrible way. And, and, and you're, you know, you're, pay, you're funding the genocide, basically, you know. But you're a hunter, like some of the guys I met. And you find out, one... It's just very regulated, you know. It's a certain time you get the tags. Yeah, October, allowed, November is it. Yeah, and you got and and you got. They're only giving out the tags so you don't decimate the population. You're not hunting the babies, you know. So it's all that. And then what they taught me, like I was asking a hunter, I was like, man, so if you see a deer, like you just, where you shoot, you shoot it like in the head. And like, nah, you don't want to shoot a deer in the yeah, head. Yeah, this I'm ain't like, like a, this ain't casino or something. I didn't know, dude. I didn't know, man. What do you think somebody fucking? No, dude. I thought you tell just, me where a stream is. I thought, yeah. I thought <laughs> you just. I thought you just. You see the animal, you shoot the shoot them. That's what I thought they did, you know. But I found out they wait till they can kill it in a way where it won't suffer, mm. where it's gonna be dead. So even if they could see the animal, the animal's in the scope, if it doesn't turn in the right way and they don't get a clean shot, they don't kill it. And they uh that that I learned that changed my whole perspective of what I thought hunting was. You know, and these people are doing this you're like basically, you know, you're in the food chain then. Yeah. You know, if it seems very ethical to me. Yeah, in a lot of small areas, I mean especially as ethical as killing could be, you know, that would be it. It's yeah. more, but it's more ethical to me than buying a burger at the store or whatever. Right, and they use it, especially locally. You know, I'll get calls when I was back in Louisiana. Hey, you know, we have some venison, or we got this, or we got some quail, you know, or we got a fucking fresh load of fucking hemp meat. You what know? about those dudes? They come. This is a real thing. They because I've seen a lot of roadkill, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. What are those dudes? They pick up the roadkill, mm. eat it. Mm. I think as long as they cook it and eat it, that's fine, dude. Did they, you ever have any roadkill? If they do that fucking highway sashimi, bro, I'm dude. out, dude. That's when, <laughs> that's when I'm, out, son. I'm out. Did you ever have any roadkill meat? I've had a lot of exotic meat that was probably killed. I wouldn't know if it was killed by an auto, but I bet it was killed by something, you know, fast and like, unnecessary. Like what? Exotic owl, meat? Owl, people know. I've had owl meat. I've had... um. Oh, Yeah. What else? Ger- uh, I wouldn't say I've had gerbil, but I've had something just a touch bigger than that. What the fuck, um, dude? What's a touch bigger than a gerbil? Probably like a little, maybe... A muskrat? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else you could be thinking. Maybe a large uh, groundhog. <laughs> what else do they have? What the fuck, dude? Yeah, man. We came up in an area that had a lot of exotic <laughs> meats. You know, I've had um, guinea pig, large ones, nothing small. I've had... Um, Dove? 
I've had dove, yeah. A couple brothers near me used to always be grilling up doves, and I'd go get over there and eat it with them once Why in a while. Why is it doves flying around? They'd shoot them? <laughs> I don't know. No, Where'd dude? they get them? I think they catch them, you know? <laughs> catch them with their hands? Because a dove will come over, bro. That's the fucking Bible trying to reach out to you on wings, no dude. No way. You can't catch a dove with your <laughs> hands, bro. I can't. But these chefs could, these local chefs. <laughs> yeah. Um we had one or two more video questions that came in, man. This is just, I mean, it's wild because I could talk to you. I mean, there's just so much to encapsulate that that you started a feed and that you took it on and that you really did it. Hey, man, that's the thing. Uh, and it I must got, be hard for you. Is it hard to to corral all like all of the levels of it, the physical, the emotional, the... Yeah, but that's one reason I told you I'm doing that writing now. Cause then I can start to see what mm, I yeah. what I actually a lot of stuff I'm saying today. I'll be able to, I was I able can to feel kind that of, kind of think out because I'm writing it to myself. Yeah, so do you, you think there'll to, be a book or something where people can um you know get a hold of? I mean, I think it could see, be helpful to know. people. I, I really know. think it could be. I think uh, I think I don't know if I'm if I'm called to do it, I'll do it. Yeah, but I got once you know if I'm gonna do a book, I'm a writer. You know, I write my own song, I write other people's songs, so. I couldn't use like a ghost right or anything like that. You have to do it yourself. And you know, you do that book, it's gonna be hard. This is as hard as the walk, you know? And it's gonna take longer for sure. Walk took six months. You know? That's true. You do that book. Yeah. If you do it right, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna take three, four, five, six, seven years. You don't know. So keep going, man. I love keep it. Keep going, baby. Keep going. This guy has a question right here. We'll get into it. What's his name? Dude, that's Alberto. Oh, uh, hold on. Okay. Albert like or Alberto? I'm gonna go with Edwin. Uh, he didn't really say he put his name as Silver Fox, so. Oh, shit, we were way off, dude. Well, he, so he must be Native American. Is that a Native, Native American name? <laughs> it must be. Hi, Mike. This is the Silver Fox here. This is hair he's um, referring to. I lost to. my father four months ago, mm. and I have reoccurring dreams with him in the dream. And I was wondering if you think that it's a mechanism to help your brain cope with the trauma or if there's more to it. And if you've experienced that yourself, gang, 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 bro, silver fox. Yeah, I felt bad. I was joking at the beginning of that. It's okay. But, uh, you didn't know, but um, I would. I was about to joke even, and I didn't. But dude, my dad came and visited me in a dream recently in Hawaii. Yeah. I was in Hawaii. I hadn't seen my dad in twenty years, and he showed up in a dream. It was really what was the dream? He was there. Um, Matthew McConaughey was there, and Robert De Niro was there, and they. There was like kind of an argument. It was at lunch, and uh, and I was trying to get everybody to communicate, but Deniro didn't want to talk to my dad. McConaughey was a little bit indifferent, but it ended up they chatted for a minute. And I don't know what it was all about, but that was just the dream. And then mm -hmm. I got to just see my dad. I just hadn't seen him, Dang. and he was younger than I'd ever met him at. And it was just wow, it was crazy. And it was just I mean I'd never had had not, no dream, and then I'm in Hawaii. You so know, wait, he, did he die 20 years ago? No, he died about, I think maybe, yeah, he died about 20 or 22 years ago. 22. But it was just to see him, just to have like a moment where I thought I was really there yeah. with him, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know your father passed. Yeah. Do you feel like there was, was there moments where, where he was with you? Was there moments or was it a disconnect? What, what, was there no, that? This, this is actually a, a crazy question because, um. It happened all the time mm. when I started this walk. Like, it was crazy. It was cra I mean, I was telling my friends, well, like, dude, I, I see my dad, or my I had dreams about my dad. I don't really feel like, but some people believe different things. I don't really feel like that's him visiting me. I don't really believe that. But I, So I would say I'm having dreams about my dad. Um, 
But yeah, it would be all, all the time, man. So much more than when I was on the walk. Mm. And I wake up and I remember just feeling like, same similar to you, mostly in the dreams. Because my dad, he got brain cancer, and the last like year, ten months, he was really like dying. He was in the hospital bed, that kind of thing. He was sick, mm. and in the dreams, he's never sick. He's it's always more like a few years before that's the state his body's and he's in. And uh, I remember the feeling like when I'd either wait after I'd wake up, or the thing, feeling was was always like almost shock like he's really dead he's really gone and i remember feeling like how sad it was how sad it really was and how how like um how real like uh, then i remember the the whole like the whole deal that happened with the, right with the when he was sick it almost refreshes it because it refreshes they were it. there for a second in your head but it even it feels more like it felt it feel felt more heavy than it did when I was there. Mm. Like help it take care of him because I was just doing it then and I had to make sure I was doing a good job. And I look back and I just remember the feeling was like, fuck man, that shit really happened. Dad got cancer and he died. Fuck. You know. And I didn't really know what to what to do with that, you know. I would wake up and I would take care of what I said I was gonna take care of. Um if I had to theorize to Silver Fox, I would think it's probably, um, again, I'm no fucking psychologist, but I would just, I, w- I would guess like, it's it's my, it's me f- feeling what I need to feel. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm cruising so hard and I'm doing all the stuff, I'm busy, all that shit's good, you know? I don't feel bad about any of that. But maybe I didn't feel all the, all the pain, all the grief I needed to, so it's coming, coming at night. That's 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 what I would guess, dude. Did your thought was it easier to go to sleep at night or was it harder to go to sleep at night on the walk? Um, I would feel it would seem like you'd be so exhausted, but that's just what I would think. It would be little like waves you got to catch, you know. Like I was trying to get to bed at seven thirty because I knew I I knew I wouldn't fall asleep right. So, but I was trying when I was trying to be like in the bed, you know, starting the process. And you in the camp or you in the Winnebago when you sleep? Um, you guys get a hotel sometimes? mostly. Every once in a while, but mostly, yeah, we had an RV that was our support vehicle. But then when we would do the actual like parts that were like the Rocky Mountains or certain parts of the desert in Arizona, like the or the Mojave Desert in California, the RV couldn't drive on those parts. So then I'd be sleeping in a tent. But that was the best part, dude, sleeping in a tent. And every time we'd finish those, we'd come back. We our RV we called Larry. We come back, Julie. We'd be like, "Man, I love Larry, but kind of like fuck Larry, bro. <laughs> like, we don't really need him, dude." <laughs> so, uh, uh, were yeah, you- man, I, I, it would be hard, especially in the summer when it's hot. I wasn't sleeping too too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. To, it is hard to sleep when it's so hot. And I was in um, in Maui this summer for just a week. Humble and, brag. Yeah, and uh, island fucking humble brag too, dude. And. Uh, and I didn't have any air conditioning in the hotel room, and it was Dang. so hard to sleep at night. Dang, what fucking what fucking promoter <laughs> booked you out there, dude? Like, don't worry, Theo. All expenses paid, dude. Yeah, dude. All expenses paid. Just come on out. It'll be a great time, man. Bruh, I would put a couple ices on my back, yep. and I would lay down and put some ices That's on my right. back. That's right. 
That's right. Uh, let's get one more question, man, right. and then we'll quit taking up all of Mike's day. Hey, I'm here for you. This is awesome, man. Oh, wait, let me guess the name. Um, I'm stumped. Yeah, me too. It's something, about, something about the way his eyes got caught in that frame. One's bigger than the other. Yeah, I'll go with... Uh, Shane, I'll go with that's Shane. That's a good guess. That's a damn good guess. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Fuck, man, you are good. Well, let's see. We're both fucking got Dude, that's a fucking Shane, though. <laughs> Hold on. Did he say his name? Wait, wait. I got to guess. Hold on. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Michael. He didn't say his name. It's uh, Finn Sanders. Finn. Damn. That's see. close to Shane. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're in the same neighborhood. Yeah, you got to get a, a regular Finn name. A <laughs> Finn, you got to fucking... <laughs> Why did we didn't do it? Did we have any crazy guesses though? I don't know why I didn't guess. You should. You should have guessed guessed that. You should have guessed Bartholomew. That would have been a good guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right, come on, come on, Finn. (laughs) The discussion topic that I want to talk about is uh, regarding Mike's philosophy on life, uh, which I have been trying to adopt: loving people, forgiving, understanding. I just wonder where do you draw the line? when you recognize actually malevolent and uh, pathological behavior? Do you still think you can exterminate stuff like that with uh, love and understanding? Or do you think that you sometimes have to draw a line? Thank, thank you to you both for what you're doing. Uh, this is the collab of the year. Gang, gang. Gang. Gang, bro. That, that second that game was good. felt good, bro. It came in it just hot came, with it. Because it came out it came out like my stomach yeah, and not, not my brain. Yeah. You know, first time I did I was trying to sound cool. Yeah, you were stuck in your throat. I was you thinking about it. I was like, gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. You need that guttural gang. I was like, gang, gang bro. bro yeah. Gang. Yeah, that Isafa gang. In the beginning, you got to get that guttural right, gang, dude, bro. I want to hear what you, I want to hear you answer the question, too, because it's a good one, especially you in recovery. I know forgiveness is a big part of that. Yeah, I think uh, I think you have to do your best. You know, I think that not like I think almost everybody, almost everybody, you can find a way to relate to almost everybody. And I think there's instances where you can't. Um, and for me, my instincts will usually kind of let me know. Like this is something. This is someone you can work with and learn from, or you guys can. You know, you guys can be a part of each other's lives or help each other in some way. And this is something that's out of your capable jurisdiction. There's nothing, if you continue to engage here, that you're going to be able to uh, to get to help each other. It's just not a good m- match. That's for a higher power. That's for something that you can't handle. And so, you know, that's where I kind of, I think... I'll just trust my instincts sometime and try to, and that's where I'll draw the line. If if I, it's not that something's pure evil, but it's just something that I can't really help. I can't help, or it can't help me, even in a in a in a positive way, like in a just in a, in any type of emotional way or anything, you know. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just out of my hand. I'm not, you know, I'm just a layman of the of the higher powers. So it's like, you know, a lot of times. I need more help than I, uh, uh, there's a lot, sometimes you do run across some people where it's just, they need to send this person back into the drawing board, back into the ether and let them get them remodeled, you know? Oh shit, dude. Sometimes I think. What are you talking about? dark arts, You bro. talking about killing them, dude? I mean, I ain't killing them, bro, but 
I'll come to the funeral. Oh, you know? good God. I'll be out there, bro. Jeez, it's the Louise. dark arts, man. It doesn't end, Michael. Fuck, man. It man, doesn't end. I think, man, I think there's a difference between forgiveness and who you spend, who you choose to spend your time with or spend your life with, really. Forgiveness is for yourself, you know, really, I think. I'm looking at you like you asked me the question. He no, it's me. okay. I, hey, I, I love it. Hey, listen, bro. Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me. I think forgiveness is for yourself. You know, somebody fucks you oh, over yeah. or something. You, you, then you got to carry that. You know, so they always say like you hate somebody. They don't feel that hate. You feel the fucking hate. You got to walk around with that, you know. And so I think the forgiveness is for yourself. Yeah. But then at the same time, like. I think, this is where I'm at right now in my life. If you asked me a year ago, I think I'd say something very different. But right now, I think, I'm I'm a 31-year-old man. Part of my job is to be respectful, but also not be disrespected. So if somebody's going to disrespect me, or even like if I first meet someone, and it just feels off. That's cool. I'm just going to be nice to you, but I'm, we're not going to be friends. You know? I'm not going to go be friends with you just because right. be you asked to have dinner with me or whatever. It's, I'm good. you know. So And then it goes same thing. Sometimes someone you love might do some shit that you think is disrespectful. And one of the big things for me is I will always in the past just... Cause I was so scared of conflict, I just withdraw, and maybe I just like avoid them, or maybe I don't avoid them. But I got this little thing in the back of my head going. Mm. Remember that one fucking time they the did this? Resentment, it? yeah, yeah, that resentment. And uh, now I think part of my job, you know, as a as to myself is to not allow myself to be disrespected or if i'm disrespecting my boys call them out on it hey motherfucker i don't like the way you said that to me dude yeah you know and you can do that with love too it's interesting how you, you can... can and it can be a, a moment for them where yeah. they go oh man you're right and they can learn and it actually can help help them not do that in another part of their lives or sometimes you you saw it you read it fucking wrong and you know, and they get you. You get to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. But I had a friend of mine, one of my best friends, dude. He was there on the beach. He's a he's a he's an interventionist. So he travels two hundred fifty days a year. That's amazing, dude. He this guy. I, 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 dude, I would love to have him come on. Would he ever be willing to come on here and talk about that? I can't speak for him. Right. I'd love for him to. He fucking should. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, but at the very least, man, this sometime like. Uh, the three of us eat, or even if I'm not there, you should meet him. Sometime. I'd love to meet him, man. And he's old, he's older than us too. That's one of the things powerful. I love with him, love about him, man, because he just. I the first time I met him, I thought like this guy, his eyes were kind of glowing. I'm like this dude's an angel, bro. Damn, you know, bro. Like that, you know, when you meet someone that's bad vibes, kind, of, it's like the opposite. Yeah, man, yeah, you know. But he's, he, you know, he's in recovery, 33 years. Wow. And I bet. Imagine him being on the front lines of seeing somebody have have a moment that starts to change their life. That's his job every day. Fuck, that's crazy, know, bro. Every day. And why'd I bring him up? What are we talking about? We're talking about just like how sometimes, you know, uh, you can, um, 
I don't know. Oh, I don't know why. He said to me the dopest shit about resentment. Mm-hmm. Because one time when I first met him, um, he had texted me a few times and I missed it. And the second time he called, left a message. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll call him later. Fucking forgot. Like three <laughs> three times. I basically blew him off. And I called him back eventually. He said, hey, you know, you made it pretty clear to me that you didn't want to continue our relationship. And that's not how I felt at all. I just felt like, hey, I'm a fucking artist. I don't have to call people back. Everybody understands I'm doing important shit, which I'm not really. Right. You know, I'm just doing my life. It's not any more important than anybody else's. But in my head, that's really what I fucking thought. And you say, look, man, you made it pretty clear you didn't want to continue the, the relationship. But now you're calling me, so I, I see you you do. But I wrote you a an email, I was just getting ready to send, and I'm gonna send it anyway so you can see where I'm at. And because resentment has an appetite I could never satisfy. And I, that just stuck with me, man. It's like you mm. got a problem with somebody, even if your problem is not just you gotta you gotta say it, you know? You gotta say it. That was yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just called me out my shit. Damn. You know? <laughs> it's nice when something can come through and in, in a and touch you, especially like in Hollywood. You know, its ego is so dangerous, and it's easy, and it happens to us without us even knowing it. So slow over the years, bro. Sneaks in. It's crazy. Slips. It's like that snake, and it fucking bit you, dog. It's not even like the snake, bro. It's like a snake that bites you, real slow. Over 10 Like a romantic years, snake, yeah. <laughs> the snake is like, boop! You're going to the hospital, motherfucker, you know? <laughs> did you feel when that snake got you? Like it was something, Did was it anybody in particular? Did you like, oh, somebody sent this snake? Like was there a third no, thing in your head? No, dude, that's some Louisiana God, shit, dude. I'm saying, bro. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. God damn it, Jeffrey! Yeah, well, look. He got me again. <laughs> what? I'm Somebody just saying, man, if a us. snake came all the way up to the interstate, snake go, don't go by the interstate, What bro. do you think it would have been like if I walked across Louisiana? You think that would have been pretty cool? There's a lot of drunk drivers down there. That's the only risky part. Outside of that, yeah, I think it would have been pretty cool. Well, I got cool. some of those swampy areas. Oh, dude, your crotch would have definitely, you <laughs> your nuts would have turned into a real hornet's nest, I bet, bro. Oh, my gosh, dude. Because, yeah, animals could live inside of your body down there. They find dead people all the time. They find a little animal in them. Like, damn, what is this? Well, bro? they died first, then the animal went in. Well, who or knows? the animal went in and killed them a from the inside. A lot of people think that. A lot of people think that. How the animal get in? Like, what kind of animals? Dude, Talking about was, some of those gerbils. Yes, yeah, so I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> if something in. stops by at night and you've been putting on weight, you won't even fucking notice. Oh, man. my gosh, dude. You won't even notice. Mike, I what? would notice, dude. Speak for I yourself. could see you. Yeah, my bad. I wouldn't notice, man. Mike walked across America and uh and it's it's almost like you you went all that way to to see to meet yourself in some ways man it's, For sure. it's wild 100% 100% Dude it's captivating man it's really really inspiring were you were you amazed by how many people were inspired by uh like who who got on board and started to really fa- feel inspiration from you Yeah it was pretty great cuz you know doing you're doing the thing for yourself and then like I said there's this shitty part of me that's doing it for attention, you know. But you're a, able to recognize that and say those two you things. Gotta say it. It's a smaller part, you mm-hmm. know, it's, but it's there. But mainly, you know. And as I went along, they got smaller 
And I really like after I buy snake, I shut down everybody walk with me because I didn't want anybody else to get hurt. And it really became more of like my journey, you know. And uh, it, this is this is how I know because when I started the walk, I thought when I finish, I'm gonna go. When I get to L.A., I'm gonna I'm gonna post on Instagram. And I'm gonna walk across LA. I'm gonna have like a thousand people behind me. Oh yeah, I'm sure they would be in our head. You know, I'm gonna have this fuck news helicopters. I'm gonna have a parade. Missiles. And then as I as I got closer, I go, dude, you don't even fucking want that. All you want to do is be there with the people you love the most. Mm. You know, it's not even the people you love the most. Be there with the people you want to see in that moment. And. I didn't. I didn't blow it up. I actually did the opposite. I did a post on. I'm like, hey man, as you guys know, I'm getting close. And some of you, some people been writing in like, can we walk with you? Can we meet you at the end? Mm. And I said, no, you can't. You know, you can't walk with me that day. I'm taking a vow of silence. I'm not taking any fucking selfies that day. I'm going. I'm just gonna finish it alone for me. And that's really what I wanted. And I had to ask for what I wanted. And you know what happened? I walked across LA, man. Some people recognized me. All of them respected that. Wow. And they said, you know, they said, Mike, you know, we're not trying to slow you down. Just, you know, finish up or keep going. Everybody was cool with it. And. But it's crazy you had to ask yourself for what you wanted. That's really interesting. I had to ask myself. But what I wanted, what I'm saying is it changed. Right. The guy who the guy who started the wall had this had this goofy vision and he'd get this validation from a lot of people being there. He wasn't. That's not really the guy that that made it to the other side. So it's it's interesting, like because I think part of that attention wanting part of myself had to be there for me to start. But then when I did the thing, man, that that thing kind of died a little bit mm. along the way. You know, he didn't make it across, dude. Really, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe a little bit. He made it across, but part he he's a little weaker now. I like you know? that. Yeah. Man, thank you so much, Mike, for coming and talking. Anytime. Man. And and I just want to add last thing. I know you're wrapping it up, but I didn't say this on the on the record. But I told you before that's how this whole thing started. Was um, you know, in between uh my segments, I would break up my day eight eight, usually eight and then or eight eight four four, so make twenty four, and it's, it it got a little longer towards the end. But in between all my rips, that's what I called them on my eight mile rips a lot of times we would put your shit on dude just fuck because it's hard out there's a grind i can't imagine so me and julian would be on there we just put your shit on we like dude this guy man we'd be laughing so hard and then we could just listen one video you know we lose service yeah but one when you lose service one Theo Vaughn joke that lasts you like a month <laughs> that nocturnal bus dude, we just like i'd leave you know i'd leave i'd walk eight miles you know it takes me two two and a half two hours 45 whatever i come back man i'll be like dude i'm chasing that bus dude that dream bus dude you know we just repeat that shit for like a month you yeah know? one joke that's awesome man and one joke i'm glad it could be a little last. bitty part of it no you help so much man so that's what i'm saying I'm chasing want... that bus man that shit is <laughs> there's nothing like it dude get it while you can bro that shit gets few and far between, bro. The what bus do you mean, starts to dude? rust, baby. The bus oh, starts to rust. when we rust, get dude. older, bro? Yeah, man. That thing. God, man. There's nothing better than just just blowing up in your sleep, bro. You <laughs> didn't have to do anything. 
And the girl's usually beautiful. It's usually a girl you really like. I had some nightmare dream bus. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. What the fuck? I had some right? nightmare dream bus. Oh my yeah. god, dude. Horrible. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's where it's where <laughs> 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 Who would come in a nightmare? Bro. <laughs> no, I'm having sex in the dream. But it's with a person I don't like. Oh. And in the and in the this I'm only think I think it only happened one time, if I'm being honest. But I'm having sex with somebody I don't like and I have no condom mm-hmm. and I come in the Oh my God. And bro. that and then I wake up and then I couldn't came in real life in a dream bust. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man. Well, bro, well, this is how I'm starting this day off. <laughs> God, this is horrible. That's how half of America fucking got here, too. Half of the people in existence came, became people, just how you said. <laughs> somebody they didn't even like them. Somebody didn't really, really, really like them at their core, probably. Dude, Dude, people have ejaculated into a lot of people they didn't really enjoy, I bet. Yeah, that's unbelievable, horrible. isn't it? Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, that's a terrible note to end on. Yeah, it is, man. But that's Sorry. life, huh? Yeah. You got to keep going. <laughs> you got to keep going, dude. <laughs> what it oh, is, though, shit. man. You have a new album that's out, too, if people want to hear uh, songs from across your journey. Yeah. No, I actually made the, made this thing before I left. Okay. I made an album basically for myself mm-hmm. to listen to when it got hard. And so I made these songs... And I got little uh, messages from people I respect, like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Wow, yeah, he's amazing. And Diddy and my mom and uh, Bun B, E-40. And so there's the songs and there's little messages from them basically saying what they wanted me to remember when it got hard. Wow. And uh, I made this, this little project for myself, remind myself who I am. And then, you know, after I walked with it a little while, I started to put put songs out and then I put the whole mixtape out. I call it mixtape, but it's an album. It's called Keep Going. Keep Going. Yeah. I'm going to keep going, man. That's right, boy. Amen, hey, bro. Hey, man, I appreciate you. All the, all the, all the um, happiness you felt in the world, happiness you gave me, dude. I can't tell you how much we laughed. Well, thanks, man. listening to you in the car on the way over, just laughing. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to be reminded that that's what I'm doing, because sometimes, yeah, you get a little bit confused, you know, as to because what's going on. Because it's the on. point, right? So I'm making music, or I'm walking across America, right? It's supposed to, you know, nourish me, make me a better person at the same time, hopefully help others along the way, make their journey a little easier. And what you doing here? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of yeah, no, a lot of our yeah. listeners, I think, are you know, are, I mean, it's what else? It's what it's it's outside of the walk, you know. It's the it's the walk that's going on inside of all of us, you know. I think a lot of young yeah. men and women and even strong lesbians are feeling that shit right now, bro. Everybody, dude, you know. So we're out there, man. But uh, thank you for being here, Michael. You got it. Bro. Appreciate it, man. You got it. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be. Cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it in my bones, but it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wind shine.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.